The Zone Sports Network is taking you to the movies. This is the Movie Zone on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and the Zone Sports Network. Yeah, we're back. It has been a week already, if you can believe it or not. He's Johnny Lightfoot. Hi, Johnny. Hey, buddy. Isn't it amazing how time is flying by all of a sudden? It's flying by slowly. Slowly. Yeah. I'm Austin Horton, uh, by the way. Didn't Hi, Austin. Hi, how are you? Yeah, I, I feel like uh, the weeks are flying by and the days are grinding by. Okay, I see what you're that saying. That makes sense. I'm still confused at what day it is. Uh, today is Blurzy Day. And w- which Is it like day 40 of May? Day 40, night 40 of this uh, uh, human earthly flood that we're dealing with right yes. now. I from, like it. Astronauts pan- and aliens are next. From pandemics to astronauts, uh, asteroids. Ast- well, yeah, and astronauts. <laughs> and astronauts. From pandemics to uh, social and racial injustices to mosquitoes. Have you seen the news about the mosquitoes? I have. Yes. Uh, we've got uh, the the hurricane season begins today. Uh, we yep. have uh, the the volcano kind of rumbling in in Yellowstone. You've got the Mormon cricket infestation in central Utah. And you know what's wild about all of this? Tiger King is the most normal thing of 2020. (laughs) No, it's it's the most family safe story. Am I right or am I right? (laughs) Uh, But with all that bad news, we have incredible good news for you today on the Movie Zone. Yeah, we do. I'm excited about this one. Uh, and we will get to that in just moments. That's why you listen to the Movie Zone, though, is for uh, good news. And we've got it first. You'll hear it here first on uh, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. But we start the show out each and every week the same way. Okay. Now, last week you challenged me to do the Sunday night DVD question I did. A, a little differently. Now, now I asked. I, if I remember, I asked you to blindfold your daughter <laughs> and see if she would pick one that way. Does that did that happen? No, I, I, I and I told you I wouldn't blindfold my two year old. Oh, okay, all right. I don't want to have to pay for you know <laughs> the therapy that will will come from that later in life. But did she pick the DVD? She did. And was it Dora? But we were at my mom's house on Sunday night. Oh, so we've got an asterisk here. But I, I, I made sure that I, I. Uh, it was a movie. If she had picked a movie that I didn't own, I was gonna make her redo it. Okay. She first tried picked a movie that I also own. Really? And that's that's why it's how good of a movie it is, in my opinion. This is gonna be interesting. I went out and bought it after I left the house because I wanted to watch it. My mom and dad had the copy. I didn't, so I went out and bought a copy. And so she picked it. Okay. Right out of my mom's cupboard. Uh, and uh, the the movie was. And what if you've missed it? Get on Twitter at Austin Horton. I do this thing where I pick a DVD from my collection at home on Sundays, tweet it out, and say, is it good or bad? And I'm undefeated on good. And it's, it was Dora the Lost City, it right? It was not Dora. Oh. No, my Are you mom sure? doesn't own Dora. Well, yeah, you could have been for the child. 196 votes on this one. Well, one a, of our more uh, responsive. That's a big questions. one. 2003's Secondhand Lions. Oh, wow. Michael Caine, Robert Duvall, Haley Joel Osment, among others. Yes. It was he, up for some awards, wasn't it? It was it. I, I don't think know. It, it's I, an incredible movie. Yeah, I know. I but think I find it was. a lot of people haven't seen it. So, I think it came out in a time where 
there was a lot of other movies around it that more people were talking about, but I saw it and I thought it was a great movie. Well, it's another landslide victory. Oh, here we go. 81% say good. 19% say bad. So that's it's a good movie. Wow, the winning streak continues. <laughs> we are, we're still alive. Now we'll see what happens this Sunday because I kind of feel like we we kind of cheated that rule. A little bit. Not being at our house. You did a little bit. So this week I'm going to make sure it's just movies at our house. Okay, do you, do you have a dog? No. No dogs? I, I'm, I love dogs. Do you have a cat? No. I'm no allergic, animals? I'm allergic to cats. No Birds? Animals. Anything? No. Okay. I was going to say, because maybe- <laughs> Who has a bird? <laughs> R. You know what a pirate's favorite letter is, right? Not a pirate. <laughs> yes. I was going to say, if he did have a dog, you could take out four movies and put them on the ground and see which one he goes to. <laughs> <laughs> which one he marks? <laughs> which one? Yes. All right. So there you go. The DVD Sunday night poll question. Undefeated. I still have good movies. I, hey, I think that's great. And, you know, Secondhand Lions is a great choice because, as you said, it was a fabulous movie. It did really well to me anyways. I'm not sure how it did in the uh, in the movie world, but I do believe it was up for some awards. So that mm. says to me that it, it did pretty good. Now, also before we move into the good news portion of our show, okay, Scott Gerard was going through his DVD collection earlier <laughs> this week. Uh-oh. And he posted four pictures of these DVDs he found. One was Face Off. Nice. One was The Age of Darkness. Okay. One was, oh, what were the other two? Now I'm spacing on the other two. Uh, shoot. Oh, Spaceballs. <laughs> Hello. And oh man, I got great. I gotta look it up. He had the, he had four DVDs. Now I have to. DVDs. I kind of have to go uh, just off the top. Of that obviously, Spaceballs is at the top for me. It's just awesome. But Face Off, I actually like that movie. I thought that was fun. Uh, oh, Big Trouble in Little China. So, so I really so, liked. So, I really liked the Face Off. <laughs> so so Big Trouble in Little China, Spaceballs, Army of Darkness, and Face Off. Okay. And, and I retweeted it and said one has to go. Which one do you choose? And I said Age of Darkness. I'm with you there. But I should have clarified. It's the one of the four I've never seen. No, I it- know the whole, this is my boomstick scene. I know yeah. that. But but I haven't seen the movie. And so voting from those four, I picked the one I hadn't seen and threw it out. Okay. And I know Face Off is just terrible. Yeah. But I love it. It's, it's, it's like uh, good terrible. You it's know what so I mean? bad it's good. Like Starship Troopers. Okay. Good. It's All a right. horrible movie that is awesome. Okay. Right? I like that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And so you would agree with me, Age of Darkness? Yeah. What's the list one more time? So Age of Darkness, Face Off, Spaceballs, Big Trouble in Little China. Yeah, absolutely. Age of Darkness. Okay. Well, I got a lot of flack what? for just picking Age of Darkness. What What was everyone else thinking? Uh, Spaceballs Big- was the consensus. I, I'm out. Yeah. I I'm done. I'm I out don't here. understand why people don't like that movie. I think it's hilarious. It's a it's, lone star. It's almost a perfect comedy. It's ah. Mel Brooks. I mean, you know. Get some class and taste. Some Twitter. of my favorite Mel Brooks is the Spaceballs and, of course, Robin Hood Men in Tights. Yep. Uh, I love Robin Tight Hood Men in Tights. tights. <laughs> <laughs> uh, later in the show, uh, in fact, coming up in News and Rumors, we'll talk about another Mel Brooks movie that's in the news. I like it. Another classic. But let's let's delay no longer. Let's you get ready? to the news. We ready of for the, the big day. surprise? Yep. Huge, great, incredibly good news from Megaplex Theaters. They are going to reopen operating business as usual, as normal, on June 18th. 
Again, Megaplex will reopen their theaters June 18th throughout most of Utah from Logan to St. George. The other uh, locations in Utah and Nevada will open their doors as soon as circumstances permit. But Blake Anderson, Megaplex Theaters president, said the intermission is finally over. Our team is ready. Our buildings are ready. Our technology is ready. And we are thrilled to be welcoming guests back to Megaplex Theaters to enjoy great movies on the biggest screens in Utah. Johnny, and we'll get into some of the uh, enhanced measures they're taking to ensure everyone's safety. Mm -hmm. But that might be next to the NBA is back, hopefully, cross your fingers, that's the second best news I've heard in the entire year of 2020. This is amazing news, and for many reasons why it's amazing. I mean, A, it says that we're starting to get beyond this. We're starting to get over the scaredness. We're, we're, we're getting back to normal. But two, I miss going to the theater, man. I miss new movies. Yeah. You know, I, I, I have a great DVD collection and all the streaming services, and yeah, they're fun, but I'm kind of tired. I want to see something new. I want to see a, screen. on a big yeah. screen with great popcorn and huge drinks and big comfy chairs that I don't have. Yes, exactly. I'm right. I, and a, amazing sound. Let's not forget that. And they've just upgraded a lot of the projecting or projectors and sound in these theaters. See, they use this time off and time good. closed to to upgrade some stuff. I love it. Now, now, did he say all of them are opening or select ones? Uh, it will be select ones, I believe. Let's see. Uh, uh, theaters resuming modified business operations effective Thursday, June 18th throughout most Utah Megaplex locations. Let's see if there's a list of which locations uh, will be uh, opening. Now, is it still going to be uh, the first new movie back, the Russell Crowe movie? Is that still in the what's in the works? Those details are still being ironed out. Okay. Still being hammered out. You've got, uh, there's movies that were supposed to be released in June. Yes. Uh, that have now been moved to July, and others that were supposed to be released before that have moved to July, including Mulan. Yes. Uh, the Christopher Nolan movie, Tenet. Now, that is uh, supposed to be the second movie, from what I've heard. And then, of course... Uh, second movie coming back, I mean. The the one with, uh, uh, what's his name? Wonder Woman. Uh, Russell Crowe. Is it Hinged? Uh, unhinged, unhinged or hinged or something. Well, something. It looks terrible. It's Russell Crowe. But I was excited about because it, it was supposed to be the first movie back. I'll go, uh, I'm going to go see have, it regardless. They, they, I don't see a list of which Megaplex will be uh, opening, so check back at megaplextheaters.com slash I slash reopening uh, periodically to see which ones will. But it says most in, in Utah. I'm assuming that means the ones that aren't in red counties still. Correct. So, That's what I would think too. Probably Commons, I would think. I'm yeah, just, I'm the, just the big, the big main ones. I yeah, think are. I think are so. Gonna be open, I think but. that's great news, and I'm very excited about that. Uh, let's see. In <clears> fact, <throat> just in time for Utah's Pioneer Day holiday weekend, new Hollywood films will arrive at the Megaplex, starting hopefully, fingers crossed, with Christopher Nolan's Tenet on July 17th, which is supposed to be a blockbuster, by the way. Followed by the live-action version of Disney's Mulan on July 24th. Which is Pioneer Day. So I'm I'm actually very happy that Mulan is going to hit the theaters because there was some talk that it was just going to go straight to Disney Plus and skip the theaters really? altogether. Yeah, there was some talk about that. Uh, it does say that leading up to the new releases, so in the time between the 18th when they'll reopen and the 17th when new releases start to hit the theaters, they're going to bring back old favorites like The Hobbit, uh, yes. the Lord of the Rings series, <laughs> the Dark Knight trilogy as well as popular musicals like Bohemian Rhapsody and The Greatest Showman. So check megaplextheaters.com for those details. 
Now let's real quick let's go over some of the uh, extra measures they're taking. And these are uh, for the foreseeable future they'll be doing this. I, I think so, too. And I, I think this is great. I, I know where you're going with this, but let's let everyone in on it. They'll limit capacity per each auditorium based on state and local guidelines. Good. So if they say you can only have four people within a six-foot radius, that's how much they'll have. Okay. And then they'll block off the other seats. So it's basically a party of four. No, I'm just using that as an example. Okay. I, I just, that was a number I threw out there. Oh, you're th- th- okay. I don't know the state and local Fake guidelines. News. I'm just saying <laughs> at, for an example, a hypothetical example. Okay. Uh, wellness checks for employees, gloves and masks required for all employees, cleaning of high contact surfaces and areas, sanitizing each occupied seat between showtimes. I've Good. Wanted, I've wanted Good. movie theaters to do that yes. for years. I thought they did already. Guess not. Uh, well, it wasn't necessary, really. Now it is. Until now, but now it is, yeah. Uh, frequent and proper hand washing, social distancing procedures, expanded cashless payment options. Okay. They will scale back or temporarily suspend selected menu items in the food court. Okay. Uh, concessions ordering via the Megaplex mobile app for in-theater pickup, so you can avoid human interaction as much as possible. Great. And they will encourage guests to practice, of course, appropriate health and safety measures. Uh, There's all kinds of things, that other details that go into this, like uh, multiple hand sanitizing stations throughout. Nightly deep cleaning standards and protocols have been enhanced. Okay. Adding to the frequency of cleaning and disinfecting of high traffic areas. Uh, While wearing gloves, they are cleaning and sanitizing chairs, armrests, and seat trays after each use. Frequently sanitizing door handles, counters, touchscreens, Coca-Cola freestyle machines, as well as railings and other high traffic surfaces. Extra attention to the restrooms, the doors, the baby stations, the faucet handles. Uh, Touchless soap dispensers are being installed in service. Good. Increasing signage to encourage proper hand washing for guests and employees. Always wearing gloves Mm -hmm. while preparing food or otherwise. Employees handling money or card transactions do not directly handle food. They've Good. added additional touchless devices to eliminate physical contact with high traffic services. They've enhanced cashless transaction, developed innovative social distancing technology for reserved seating maps to create appropriate spacing between guests. Yes. And expanded breaks between show times to allow for additional cleaning and sanitation protocols. Now, there's a few things in that list that I absolutely love. And I want to start with the one that means a lot to me the seat in between the seats. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? No more elbow to elbow with a stranger? Yeah, correct. Me? Yeah. I, I mean, let's be honest. When I go try to see one of those big blockbuster movies, I try to get the farthest, the seat farthest <laughs> away from, right? And I uh, like this idea because the last thing I want to hear is some guy chewing his popcorn or slurping on his straw right next to me. <laughs> I don't want to hear it at all, but I don't want to hear it right next to me. You got one of those uh, uh, phobias, do you? No, it's not a phobia. I just find it rude. What what is that misophobia where you can't hear? Oh, stop it! Yeah, I definitely have that. <laughs> right? Yeah. So, and I I'm all for staying away from people. Yeah, I think it's great. <laughs> now, um, I do like the fact that everyone's going to be wearing gloves. I think food handlers should have been wearing them in the first place. Food handlers already were for Good. sure. That was that was already in place. Good. But now those that are handling uh, the the money and, and other situations, tickets. Yep. They will never also on that same shift handle food. That That is a great one, Even I think. though they're permitted to, 
They're not going to. So today you're working ticketing and you will not be working food. Tomorrow you're working food and not ticketing. Right, exactly. Gotcha. Or, or, or sanitizing the chairs. You are just one thing. I like it. Yeah. I, I'm I'm down with this. I think it's going to be great. I think it's going to really make every bit. I mean, come on, let's be honest. Sometimes going to the movie theater, you kind of went, is this, is this been cleaned? Well, you, you know, know I, I, is this, I'll, I'll is throw this safe? I'll throw in an objection to that. All right. And I mean this wholeheartedly. I am a germaphobe. I always have been. I always will be. This has only heightened my (laughs) my phobias about germs. Clearly. I have never once, not one time before I worked for this company or after I've started working for this company, I've never once been in a megaplex and thought, is it sanitary? No, no, not not megaplexes. I have been in other theaters. And every time I'm like... Uh, this is that's what I'm referring when to. When was the last time a mop went through this place? Right, I'm referring to the sticky floors. The sticky where, shoe. Yeah, yeah, where, where drinks have spilled and no one has cleaned it for three months. Yeah, exactly. And and I'm not. I wasn't. I should clarify. I wasn't singling out megaplexes. I was just kind of saying in general, all movie theaters. I hope are going to follow the same lead. Yeah. And this is exactly how they all should be. They have that. Uh, they have that stereotype or that uh, uh, that, that 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 attached stigma. When people think about movie theaters, they think sticky floors. Of course, yeah. But that's not the place. That's not so at Megaplex and obviously never will be. Good. I love with it. these new measures. So, I'm all about it. Man. So there you go. That's the best news you've heard all day and all year probably. Megaplex theaters reopening June 18th with new movies coming out uh, under a month later in July. Yeah. Woohoo! Cue the crowd. We did it, everybody. We Cue made the it. applause. <laughs> All right. Also, some uh, interesting local news in movie theater viewing. Johnny, you saw this story. Yes, I, I'm actually kind of excited about this right now. So, have you heard of Fat Cats? Of course, I've been to Fat Cats nu- numerous times. You know, they have bowling alleys, miniature golf, they have video games, you know, all the above, right? Good food. Right. Sometimes uh, A lot of them have a, a Costa Vida. Yes, they have a, a, all right sorts of stuff. Of it. Yeah. Well, there is a Fat Cats now down in Saratoga Springs. Okay. And this is this is only in the Saratoga Springs location. They have a movie theater. Okay. How and, many? Do you know how many screens? In there? Uh, let's see. I don't know how many screens, but I'm going to say at least six. Okay. All right. Um, they are currently showing movies. Really? Now it's nothing new. They're not. There's no new releases in there. Obviously. Yeah, they yeah. are showing movies such as The Goonies, Harry Potter and the Goblet of Fire, I Still Believe. The Lego Batman movie, Trolls World Tour, Jumanji huh. 1 and 2, Okay. Uh, the Wonder Woman 1, Harry Potter, The Prisoner of Azkaban, Sonic the Hedgehog, and Knives Out wow. are currently, right now, you could go tonight and see a movie if you are seriously jonesing for that movie experience, and that is only in the Saratoga Springs Fat Cats. Wow. You know, that that's... Uh that's good news for those who have that because there's a faction of our listeners who don't buy into the complete pandemic sure. numbers and the fear and they think that things being closed or is wrong. So that's good news for that faction Fair. of people. And they are also abiding by all the rules. Uh, they're they're uh, limiting how many people can go in there. They are, everyone is wearing gloves, everything is cleaned and sanitized after each screening, and there is at least a minimum of two seats between each party. Okay. Which and, is roughly six feet. Which, and yeah. I should I should mention, this that has changed. It used to be only one uh, 
party per row. Okay. And so they have now we're made getting so back a we're getting a little closer. We are. So this is this is a big deal. So if you're craving a movie theater experience right now, you can go see one of these movies. A classic movie. I mean, The Goonies. What a great film, right? <laughs> and a movie I never saw in the theater. Right. So it's a great film. Uh, and that coupled with the uh, upcoming good news from Megaplex theaters. This is big. Yeah, we're we're getting there, everybody. This we're is, getting there. That means summer movies, man. We're we're there. We're there. Woo-hoo. Summer rom coms. Celebrate. All right. Uh, before we head out to uh, segment two and do our poll question of the week. I've got a few uh, straggling news and rumors that I want to share with you. And then we'll also have some on the other side. We also have a From the Archives today Yes, that I know you in particular are very excited about. I am. And I am excited to look back on this movie, wondering about what the future holds for it. But that'll be later in the show. Without without teasing it, did you see it in the theater? No. You weren't old enough for it? No. Okay. No. And- I did. I did. I assumed you. I did, and I, and I'm. I, I can you tell I'll I'm bet giddy. It was very influential on you. Can you tell I'm giddy here? I'm really tell. excited. So let's. I can't wait for that. Uh, before we break, though, in this first segment, I want to tackle the the big story about Gone with the Wind. Okay. And, and talk about. Did you see the HBO Max removed Gone with the Wind from their streaming services? I did. Amazon immediately added it, and it set records. Of course. For number of downloads and views and purchases. Uh, there on Amazon Prime. Uh, Gone with the Wind, if you're not familiar, I think most people are, but it's a Civil War era movie. Yes. Based in the South. That's the Confederacy. Yep. That that And it has very stereotypical uh, portrayals of whites and blacks during the Civil War era in the South. For yep. that reason, uh, they've removed it during our current temperature of our climate right now when it comes to racial injustices and that movement to for real permanent change in our country. The uh, woman who played the, the, the maid in the show won the Oscar, and she was the first black woman to win an Oscar for mm-hmm. her portrayal. But people will object to that and, and say the reason that they have a problem with it is it was a stereotypical white person written characterization of a black woman in the South during that time. Hmm. So there's there's people with problem with this. Personally, Johnny, I I disagree with removing the movie. I think what it should do is it out to add context when the movie was made, when it is set, what it was based on, and how it's not that the, the movie is not a documentary and it is not a commentary on which way anyone wished the war had gone. It's a portrayal, mm-hmm. uh, an accurate portrayal historically, uh, uh, and I'm not talking about the characters uh, and the stereotypes I was just uh, mentioning, but the uh, the era it's based in is historically accurate. It's a portrayal of that section of the world at that time. So are you suggesting like a disclaimer at the front? If you want to call a disclaimer, sure. Or if you uh, want to even run something that every now and then flashes up on the screen at the bottom of the screen or the top of the screen that says this movie is set in this year. And, and for more information on what the that year was like, click this link or whatever. Okay. I okay. don't, I disagree with removing it because it is not a, I don't feel like it's a racist movie. Uh, no. I don't feel like it's championing racism. No, it's, def- it's racism. definitely not. No. Yeah. 
and well, I, I think it's educational. Well, you know, a lot of the world, like we were talking before the show started off off air, a lot of a lot of things are kind of moving that way. I mean, the band Lady Antebellum just removed the word antebellum from their name and now referred to as Lady A. Because of the Civil War historical ties to antebellum? Correct. Now, it says things could have been named that around that time, but, but still it's around that Civil War time. So they've officially... Now, in that sense of things, they changed their name, but let's be honest. Uh, Lady A is what everyone calls them anyway. It's what the fans nicknamed the band. So it's not like a huge change. Okay. I, you know, that's a that's a marketing move. You think it's a marketing move? It absolutely. You think it's the, the need of uh, press right now? I don't know. If, I don't think it's the need of press. I think that it's a marketing move to make sure that they keep their good press, to make sure that they okay. keep their downloads and their sales and, and that sort of thing. And I have no problem with any entity or business or person that wants to change their approach or their name or their mascot or whatever. Mm-hmm. To make more money. I, I I question the timing of it because they're doing it now. Okay. If, if, if the word antebellum is a problem now, it's been a problem for years. Sure. And we're just now getting around to it. But change is change, mm-hmm. and I'm not going to begrudge change. I'm just saying they're doing it now. It's not as gutsy. It's not as brave right. as to have never named their band antebellum in the first place. And they may be doing it to stop anything that may be coming in the future towards them. Yep. You yeah. know, it's a PR marketing move. It's a PR marketing move, sure. And like I said, I do think they need some press. They did have an album drop not that long ago and then COVID hit. The well, tours canceled. So who knows, you and, know? And those that know uh, the history of the name Antebellum, the Antebellum South was a racist, slave-driven, slave-hungry, slave-loving part of this country right. leading up to the Civil War. Right. Now, it's still referred to as the antebellum region, and that's where this band originates from, and Correct. so they named themselves Lady Antebellum, but I get the connotation that why they would want to sure. distance themselves from the name. I would have never named it that in the first place. I, I'm, I'm with you there 100%. Uh, tr- I'm not going to name my band Robert E. Lee. Uh, well, you know, and and in, in being completely transparent, I didn't know until just a few days ago what antebellum meant. Really? Okay. I really didn't. Yeah. I, I thought, oh, that's an interesting name. I didn't know the historical ties to it. See, I always just thought of them as, oh, they're from the antebellum region, so they named their band that. But yeah. when you couple Lady Antebellum, uh, see, this is where I'm being educated and I'm learning mm-hmm. the insensitivity yeah. with a name like that, referencing past history that I've never I've never experienced in my life and so it's easy to not connect, oh, Lady right. Antebellum would be a problem for somebody to hear and not like that name. And now I'm learning and exactly. I applaud them for changing it. I just- You think the is, timing's wrong. It is. Well, not wrong. It's just not as uh, wholeheartedly good as it would have been if they had changed it years ago. So you, you would say like maybe even two months ago would have been a better timing than right now. Yeah, sure. It's just- and again, change is good no matter when yes, or how it, it happens. Yes, it is. I just don't think we should hold up Lady Antebellum as this, this is how you do it, because they waited to do it. No, I'm not saying that. I was just simply saying there's a lot of change going on. I mean, obviously with the Gone and the, gone with the Wind and now yeah. Lady A changing their, or Lady Antebellum changing their name to Lady A. It's just, you know, it's, it's kind of the, the world we're living in right now. Things are going to change, and I think they're going to change for the better. I agree. 
All right, uh, that was the first segment. We touched on a lot of stuff. We did, the man. One. If you missed it, great news coming from Megaplex. Check out megaplextheaters.com. Coming up next, sound or soundtrack of the week and poll question of the week right here on The Movie Zone. You're locked on to the Movie Zone on 97.5-1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Segment two here on the Movie Zone. I'm Austin Horton here with Johnny Lightfoot, and you're listening to the soundtrack of the week, Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure, Mm. the original. Yes. Keanu Reeves and that other guy. Alex. Alex, the other guy. Alex Winter. And George Carlin. Yes. Lest we forget... And uh, that's you'll know why we're doing this for Santa Track of the Week when we get to segment three from the archives. We got some good news for Bill and Ted fans out there. But Johnny, I know you like this kind of music. I do. This is I my this is my jam, man. This is the stuff. This is my this is what I grew up in and kind of looked like at sometimes music. Oh yeah, I could see that. You know, the long hair, the stretch if, pants yeah. with cowboy boots. If anyone in my life would replace Keanu Reeves as is he Ted or Bill? <laughs> He's Ted. He's Ted. You're it. I am. I choose you. To oh, great. Ted, yeah. That's awesome. Well, this Wild is uh, Stallions. The music we just heard is by a very unknown band called Shark Island. Now, of course, the song "Dangerous," and uh, they were supposed to be something big, and they just didn't make it. That's too bad. I know. <laughs> it but happens. They got into a movie. Hey. And that's their For greatest. Generations. That's their greatest success. All right, let's get to our uh, poll question of the week, shall we? Let's do it. Uh, at Austin Horton, at Johnny Lightfoot, sent this out there. If you were stuck on a deserted island forever, forever, with one character, not the actor or actress that portrays the character, but you are forever stuck on an island with one movie character, who do you pick and why? Ooh. You can get on Twitter and play along at Austin Horton, at Johnny Lightfoot, at Zone Sports Net. Wild Turkey Fart Blunt <laughs> what? says Wonder Woman because dot, 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 dot. Is he talking early Wonder Woman? Just left it at Wonder Woman. Cartoon Wonder Woman? Now, I remind you, Wild Turkey Fart Blunt, you're stuck forever, so her powers can't Ooh. save you off this deserted island. That's right. And there's no gear. If you're going the other way with the, your picking here, which I think you are, there's no guaranteeing she enjoys being stuck on an island forever with you that's an interesting point but hey who am i to judge your choice daniel comes in with daniel radcliffe's character from the movie swiss army man did you ever see that movie i did not paul, see paul that dano movie. daniel radcliffe so paul dano is on a, is lost on a, i believe a deserted island and he finds a, a corpse played by daniel radcliffe okay this is the movie i thought it was that can speak and talk <laughs> with him but his he can't use his body, and so he allows Paul Dano's character to use his body as like a Swiss Army knife to get right. off the island and save himself. Hmm. It is morbid. Mm-hmm. It is twisted. It is hilarious. I've got to watch this. You would love. You would really like Swiss. Okay, Army. I'm going to check it out. Uh, the Kent Pearson says he never gets tired of Black Widow. The okay. the, the spider? No. Oh, Scarlett Johansson. Oh, yeah. But wait, is it her? Yes, it's Scarlett. Yeah, and the Olsen, Caitlin Olsen, not Caitlin Olsen, uh, the Olsen girl. Yes. Uh, uh, what's oh, her name? I'm Emily? You, I'm waiting for you to what's get it. What's her name? Well, come on, you can get it. Emily Olsen? You, you got it. I don't Almost. remember. She plays Scarlet Witch. But what's her name? Olsen. 
Something. Mary Kate? No, not their sister. Ashley? No, their sister. Barbara. It's played by Elizabeth Olsen. She was in Wind River. <laughs> oh, sorry, Elizabeth. All right. Uh, Guthrie says, Waterboy. He Ooh. makes you laugh, which is much needed in dire situations, plus uncanny ability to find food since his mama taught him so well. <laughs> you know why an alligator is so upset? <laughs> <laughs> uh, Mark throws in uh, Morty from Rick and Morty. Oh, interesting. Uh, or is that Rick? Which one's the... I don't watch Rick and Morty, okay. so I couldn't tell you. Uh, Robert says, Mr. Miyagi, so much wisdom, or Katniss Everdeen, she got skills. <laughs> she does got skills. Uh, Phil sends in pictures of Elizabeth Hurley and Kim Cattrall. I'm, I'm noticing a trend going on here. That's not going to help you any. Right. Phil. Uh, Scott says, pretty sure the answer to the question is this guy, reasons are obvious, and that guy is Jason. From so, so he would kill him. I don't. He's got a hockey mask. I. He's got a knife that you can use to cut trees down. Uh, Brandon says Ray from Star Wars. I okay. think she would be a, a useful partner in a deserted island situation. She okay. got skills. Uh, Roger also said Black Widow. Uh, Cade says one little circle thing and poof, no longer on a deserted island. Next question, and it's a gif of. Doctor Strange, mm. but I said you're stuck forever, Kate. Right. So there, and so therefore you could not say the genie from Aladdin. Nope. Well, you could if you wanted to hang out. Yeah, but but that's he it. Can't, he can't get you out of there. He you're could give you everything forever. you want, but you're stuck there. That's yes. not a bad guess, actually. Yeah, that's I like that. Idea. I like you know. At least he can, bring me other people. Well, you get three wishes. Right. Could one of those wishes be bring me other people? I suppose it could. You're not stuck alone. Uh, Ethan says Wilson the volleyball. <laughs> <laughs> Alex says Dewey Finn because we roll tonight to the guitar bite, and for those about to rock, we, we salute, salute you. And Utah Man of I says Superman flying me off the island isn't an option, is it? Nope. No, nope. It's not. Nope. So uh, you're stuck with Superman forever. Who would you go with, Austin? Uh, I would go with – in fact, this is funny that you mentioned the genie. Because I was thinking another Robin Williams character. Okay. And uh, I, because I'm not going with the, oh, the hottest person in Hollywood. That's who I'd want to be stuck with. Because right. they they're not going to like me. They're gonna... And I'm a married man. <laughs> oh. So oh. I, if I'm going to be stuck forever with a movie character, I'm going to choose a character that's going to not drive me crazy. I'm going to enjoy having, around, having their company around forever. And I think they've got some work ethic to help me hopefully survive the island. Okay. I'm going with Robin Williams' character from Good Morning Vietnam. Ooh, that's a good one. Humor. Yeah. Smarts. Military skills. Okay. That we could rely on to survive. And I don't think he'd drive me crazy. What about the Predator? Would you stay on the island with the Predator? <laughs> <laughs> I can't do the sound. <laughs> I got the Predator do it sound go? All right, so there you go. Chewbacca would be a good one. Stewie. Chewbacca. Stewie would be a fun one. <laughs> uh, Chewy or Stewie? Stewie. Would not be a good one. He's diabolical. He would kill you within nah, a day to, to eat you, probably. You know, actually, who would be fun is uh, Steve Martin as Roxanne. Oh, the. It, the not the, as Roxanne. In the, in the movie, Roxanne. The fire Sorry. Chief, yeah. 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 The fire chief. Oh, chief. That'd be fun. He'd be a fun, he'd be a fun character. 
pick, pick any of his movies. Or or Chris Farley. Just someone that's going to make me laugh. But those are people, not characters. Fine, Tommy Boy. <laughs> okay. If I'm going to be stuck on an island <laughs> I, with one person, they better make me laugh. Yep, they, they're better. I better be fun and the life of the party. Well, that's, that's why I said... Whoa. Wow. Ooh, hey there. The, the, the I'm growing up real quick here. Oh. Well, that's why I said Robin Williams' character from Vietnam, not Robin Williams. God. But anyway. I'm going with Will Smith as a genie. Okay, get out of here. Not the Robin Williams genie, nope. Will Smith I'm genie. No, I'm going different than you. I'm going Will, Will Smith genie. All right, coming up next here on the Movies, and we'll wrap up this week with From the Archives as we be excellent to each other. <laughs> next here on the Movie Zone. You're locked on to the Movie Zone on 97.5-1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Welcome back. Final segment of the Movie Zone this week. Soundtrack of the week. Johnny Lightfoot, who is this? This is the band Extreme with the song Play With Me. They only had one song. The More Than Words song? Is that what you're thinking? Yes. Okay. (laughs) You know that album was one of the most returned albums of all time? Really? Yes. Everyone bought that song or bought that album because of the song More Than Words and then realized the rest of the album is nothing like that song. Actually, I think you told us that a couple weeks ago. Yeah. Now that I'm remembering. Yeah, that's right. Because we were talking about, uh, was it during the School of Rock from the yes. archives we were talking about that? Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. but that's what we're doing here today is from the archives. I'm excited. And because Bill and Ted's Face the Music mm-hmm. is has been announced and is uh, not not just announced, it's been made. Trailer is out, baby. It looks horrible. You think? And I'll watch every second of it. Me too. Gleefully. I am I'm, I am 100% there. I don't know what's up with Keanu, but he looks really weird in this one to me. He looks terrible. Yes. Uh, but because in honor of that, we thought we'd go to the archives and look at some facts about Bill and Ted's excellent adventure when did that come out? 1991? When was it? Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure was released in 1989. Oh, okay. Of course, featuring Keanu Reeves as Ted Theodore Logan. Okay. And Alex Winter as Bill S. Preston Esquire. Esquire, yes. Right. And of course, my favorite, George Carlin as Rufus. George Carlin was great. And I hear that they're working him into the, wow. the new movie. So it's probably going to be one of those facial... Or use the, old footage old that was footage. cut. Maybe that's yeah. what they're going to do. So uh, worldwide gross of this movie was $40 million, and it was done on a $10 million budget. Oh, jeez. So not, not a lot. Not great. But I do have a little bit of history before we get in deep into this. So as I mentioned, this movie was released in 1989. However, principal filming was finished in 1987. Two years before? Yes. Wow. Uh, the film's original financers went bankrupt. And uh, the movie was in danger of just going straight to cable television. Wow. Which I would assume at that time probably meant early HBO stuff. Yeah, for probably. Yeah. But it was eventually uh, Nelson Entertainment bought the rights in 1988, finished up the rest of the shooting, and released it in 89. Wow. So there was a chance that Bill and Ted's would have been a lifetime movie. Oh. <laughs> and look, it's not a great movie, but it's a great movie. You're right. Yeah. Absolutely right. Do you know that uh, Keanu wanted to be Bill? 
Yes, they and auditioned. Alex wanted to be Ted. Yeah, they both auditioned for the other role. Isn't that <laughs> they, funny? They said, no, you're better for Ted and you're better for Bill. Whoa. That's my Keanu. Whoa. 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 <laughs> so in the original script, the time machine was supposed to be a 1969 Chevy van. Rather than the phone booth? Rather than the phone booth. However, the filmmakers thought that it was a little too close to Back to the Future, which yeah. was released just a couple years before that. Yeah. So they changed the uh, phone booth, or they changed the car to a phone booth. However... I don't think they took into play that Doctor Who has a phone booth that you travel in time through. Yeah, this was before Doctor Who. Doctor Who was in 1963. Oh, well, not the good one. <laughs> no, the <laughs> not the TV show? They also didn't take into uh, a fact that the 2020 threequel, yeah. a phone booth is hard to come by these days. Yeah, I wonder if uh, kids today know what a phone booth is. No, the, when they see this move, they're going to be like, what is that? What is that thing? Uh, some Nintendo lover, by the way, bought the phone booth and installed it in his house. Yeah, it was given away as a contest prize by Nintendo Power Magazine. Oh, oh, God. oh okay, so Nintendo bought it and then gave it away to someone. Correct. Nintendo bought it. That'd be a cool it. thing to own. Would that be, could you imagine having a phone booth great. in your house? Well, and the phone booth right. of Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. That would be, that would be cool. Yeah. I, would, I would really like that. In high school, we were allowed to watch and do a written report on Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure for extra credit. You were? In my AP European history class. Wow. <laughs> it was only five points extra credit, but obviously it's a no-brainer. Did, did you give the extra credit in the school auditorium? No. I like they did in the movie? No, no I didn't. Okay. No. Well, um, do you remember Bill and Ted were jamming, right? And they, they were horrible. Absolutely horrible. And they said, quote, we need Eddie Van Halen in the band to make it better. You remember that scene? Well, once the film was released, Eddie Van Halen quoted saying, I would have joined the band if they would have asked me. Could you imagine? Wow. <laughs> Could you imagine? Van Halen is there in the movie. I wish. But no, he's not. No, he... He, he could have been. He could have no been. No one asked him. He would have joined, but they did He would have been a wild him. stallion. <laughs> right? That's the name of the band. <laughs> wild stallions. And it's spelled... L-L-Y-N, I think. It's the total rocker way of doing it. <laughs> so, uh, Pauly Shore auditioned for the role of Ted. I could see that. I could see that, too. Although Encino Man, was it Encino Man? Or what yeah. was the, yeah. Encino yeah. Man. He kind of did that already. And uh, Sean Penn and River Phoenix auditioned for the role of Bill. See, Sean Penn from uh, Fast Times at Ridgemont High. Spicoli. He's got that look. Yeah, Spicoli could have. Yeah. Yeah. But Sean Penn, to me, and I don't know if it's just now, but he seems a little gruff. To be Bill. Ow, yeah, yeah, he's just yeah. a little too... Well, he's nuts. Grizzly, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, he's crazy is what he is. He, now, helped, the, he helped us capture El Chapo. The guy's crazy. Now, in the original script, uh, Baseball's Babe Ruth was supposed to be a character. Okay, that would have been cool. But Sandlot right. had Babe Ruth. Right. So wh how I, I want to think about this. So if Bill and Ted had gone back into history and picked up Babe Ruth... What do you think his historical moment would have been? Do you think it would have been pointing? What do you think it would have been? Because you know how each character Calling came- Calling his shot? Yeah, I don't yeah. know. I, maybe- Or it would have been being traded for a musical from the Red Sox to the Yankees. I don't know. I don't know. It's just, it's an interesting thought. Or eating thought. a hot dog and drinking a beer. Yeah, well, he did that before every game, right? <laughs> he did it during the games. <laughs> guy was a legend. Heroes never die, but legends live forever. Well, in 1991, they released Bill and Ted's Bogus Journey. Yeah, it was not great. Uh, 
Now dig this. You remember what I said about the movie? What it grossed, right? We had forty million, forty million, and a ten million dollar budget. Sure. Well, Bill and Ted's Bogus Journey had a budget of twenty million, so ten million more, double the budget. But it only grossed thirty-eight million. Less. So it two two million dollars less with a ten million dollar increase. I would call that a fail. So they made thirty million on the first movie and only eighteen million on the second movie. Yeah, they lost basically all their profits on the second movie. <laughs> Good, it was terrible. It was. So that is why I have a little bit of a question about the new one coming out. And when is it being released? I can't remember. I don't have the exact date in front of me, but uh, I do know that I guess it was death that they met in Bogus Journey is in this new one. August? Oh, really? Yes. Okay. There's a scene in the trailer that shows him. Oh, that's right. August 21st is when it's supposed to be. Summer movie. Yep. All right, there you go. From the archives, Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. I love it. Excellent. Johnny, you be uh, excellent to yourself this week, will you? You be excellent to you. And I'll be excellent. Oh, was it it stay excellent? No, it was uh, be excellent to each other. That's it? Yeah. So, for Johnny Lightfoot, I'm Austin Horton. That's it for the movies, and we'll see you next week. Until then, be excellent be to, excellent each, other, to each other, man. <laughs>